Business, lifestyle, social media, powerful woman. Do any of these words interest you? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Behind the Girl Boss podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and this is the place where you can learn about powerful business women who are thriving in whatever they do. Get your notebooks ready and let's get learning. Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. Thank you guys for tuning in for another episode. I'm really excited um, for you guys to be here and everything. Life is going. I've been very grateful to sign on two more clients to my agency this past week, which is so exciting. And you know, it's just like sometimes you're like really, really doubting yourself and then things happen and you're like, damn, like I did that. I did that. That's kind of like the little update for the week. The week's been going well. I'm excited for the week ahead of us. Happy Monday. But of course, as always, we're going to have a little mantra. So today's mantra is be around people who are good for your mental health. I feel like we always keep a ton of people in our lives just because we don't want to get rid of them or we don't want to let go or we just feel bad and we don't realize that these certain people are affecting our mental health or these certain people are making our mental health a little less good. So I just, if there's that one person that you can think about that you're like, hmm, I don't know if they're really like doing well for my mental health. I would just rethink it and think about it and remind yourself that you need to be around people who are good for your mental health, as the mantra says. But today's episode, I'm really excited. We have Adi Arazini on the podcast. Adi is the co-founder and CEO of Timmy Blends, which is an inner wellness and natural skincare brand inspired by the health benefits of tea. Um, this is available at places such as Target, Ulta, and so many more. And their motto is, it's not just tea, it's a lifestyle. Adi is also a certified nutrition health coach, and she is a new mom. So we spoke all things college life. We spoke all things business life. We spoke what it's like navigating a business, being a new mom. And we also spoke about how to keep a business relevant when there is booms in that certain industry, such as the wellness industry. And Adi has been around for about 10 years with Timmy Blends. So we spoke all those fun things. And I hope you guys are excited for this episode because it's really, really good. And without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. So today we have another guest with us and we have Adi with us. So hi Adi. Hey Amanda, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, just put the baby down for a nap while I answer emails. It's like the juggle of, you know, having a baby, being a a woman-owned business, an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. (laughs) I'm excited to kind of get into that. I have some questions about balancing, um, mom life and work life. Um, But before we dive into all that, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do? Yeah, sure. So I am the co-founder and CEO of Teamy Blends, which is a lifestyle brand that creates wellness and skincare products inspired by the health fits of tea. I started this business almost nine years ago, which is crazy to think that I almost have like a year old of a business. Yeah. And it really all started because I had digestive issues when I was coming out of the military. I had really, really bad bloating, constipation, gut health issues that made me look and feel like I was five months pregnant when I wasn't. I was constantly, mm-hmm. constantly bloated no matter what I did. And that led me to looking for a natural solution that was effective and actually worked. And that's really how I started the business and, and found the magical world, uh, plants, herbs, holistic remedies, mm-hmm. and wanted to create something that worked for me and that I could 
helps with. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to dive into that a little more after, but before I start um, each episode, I like to do a little hot seat segment to kind of just break the ice and know little fun facts about you. So the first one is, what is your go-to coffee order? I would go with a matcha latte with a little bit of oat milk and I always mm-hmm. get it unsweetened, always unsweetened because most coffee shops add lots of sugar into their matcha. Mm-hmm. So I skip that. I've tried so hard to like be a matcha person, but for some <laughs> reason, I just, I can't, I can't bring myself to like, I don't know, but it looks good all the time, but mm-hmm. do you have like a go-to place that you go to? Well, here in Portland, which is where I'm at right now, there's so many good coffee shops. Portland is like incredible for coffee shops. And there's mm-hmm. one in my neighborhood called Case Study. So I would recommend that, but we also sell matcha on our website and you can make it at home and really make it to your liking. Do you not like the text? Is that it's what you don't like, like about it? I don't know. It's like the taste, but I'm also someone that likes sweet things, but every time Mm. I've had it, I've never added any sugar in it. So I'm like, maybe if I added a bit of sugar, then like I'd be able to, but I don't know. Yeah. I suggest making, making it at home because it's Mm -hmm. really just, it's really delicious if you make it at home and you add honey or stevia, or you could add monk fruit, you could add any kind of sweetener that you want. And a splash of oat milk or almond milk. It's mm-hmm. just really delicious. I'll definitely have to try that and get back to you on it. Um, totally. The next one is if you could pick up and move anywhere, where would it be? Probably anywhere in the world probably would be Italy. I've always had a fantasy of going there and living there with my husband for a few years. His roots are Italian. And so we visited Italy in 2019 and it just seems like a great place to live for a few years, maybe raise children there. Honestly, yeah. I mean, people probably can't tell, but I'm also half Italian. So really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From I'm your Italian mom's side and Asian. Or your dad's side. So my mom's side is Italian. Um, no way. Yeah. So I've never been yet. I was supposed to go like two years ago, then COVID happened and we couldn't go. So I've never been to Italy yet, but all the pictures, like it looks beautiful. And I can't even imagine like living there, even if it's like for just a few months, I feel like it's just like magical. It really is. I mean, my husband uh, did a study abroad program when he was in college. So he spent six months living in Rome Mm -hmm. and it like changed his life. It's just incredible. The people, the food have to go. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's one of those places that you can go back and visit a million times and still not have seen everything. So I've only been once for like 10 days, but mm-hmm. I'm have it on my list to go back again. Yes, hopefully soon. And the last one is what's one movie you can rewatch over and over and never get tired of? So for me, it's Step Brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that movie, but it just cracks me up that that humor and that time period of all the Will Ferrell movies. And mm-hmm. it just gets me. And uh, it's one of mine and my husband's favorite movies. Awesome. Love that. Um, Well, I split the podcast into sections. So we're going to start off by talking a little bit about you. Then we're going to move on to Timmy Blends um, and then move on to growing a business and staying relevant in the industry and then end off with some Instagram questions. So something I like to ask a lot of people, especially nowadays with like a lot of entrepreneurship is, did you ever go to college? And if so, what did you study? And if you didn't, why did you decide not to? Great question. Uh, I did one semester of community college. Uh, That's all that I did. Um, I graduated pretty early. I graduated when I was 16. And I just started working full-time right away. And I was by my mom. And I did not have the, the luxury of waiting to like find out what my purpose was in life or Mm -hmm. what I was trying to do I feel like that's a real luxury that 
a lot of people take for granted that they even have the time to think about it. You know, a lot of people, you just have to work to pay bills. And that's where I was most of my life. And um, I moved out when I was 17 and just was working full time. And I I didn't even take my SATs. So going to college was just not something that I even thought about. I felt like that was something that, you know, rich kids did. Not yeah. not something that was right for me because I needed to make money and I needed to take care of myself and take care of my mom. Uh, but what I did end up doing, I did one semester of community college, but after that I decided to join the military. And I did two years in the military and that was, I, I consider like that my college time mm-hmm. period where that really formed me into who I am today. Mm-hmm. Did you ever like growing up at around that age, did you ever think entrepreneurship would be something that would be in your future? You know, I, I never looked at the time. It wasn't like entrepreneurship like it is today. Like people talk about being an entrepreneur, which I think is funny because mm-hmm. they talk about it as if it's a job, but it's more of a, it's more of a personality style more than yeah. it is anything else. But I always thought that I could be an executive. That's what I thought. I thought I could be really good at running groups of people, but I I didn't grow up and and say like, I want to own my own business. Mm -hmm. For me, it was, I want to, how do I make a lot of money? That's, I mean, this is just being honest. Like, Mm -hmm. like, how do I make a lot of money so I can take care of me and mom and we don't have to be in this scarcity mindset all the time. It was really tough growing up. And I just wanted out from that. And I knew that the only way to really be out of that is to, is to have control over my own income. Mm -hmm. And even before I owned Timi, I was always doing things that were a lot around that same line. So I was a nanny for 10 years and I was able to work as much as I wanted and to make as much money as I wanted. After that, I was a personal trainer and a fitness instructor for a few years. So I was always trying to do things where I yeah. could control my time and control my money. Yeah, I think it's also good to speak about that because not many people speak about like not being able to go to college because some there are some people who do full-time college and full-time work and they literally work themselves to the ground and they burn out. And it's like not realistic. And I also think no one really speaks about the fact that we're so young when we're supposed to be going to college. Like, we're 16, 17, sometimes 18. And like, people are like, oh, you're an adult at that age. But I didn't know what I wanted to do at that age. And like, sometimes I'm still like, I don't know what I'm really doing. But I feel like no one talks about that enough. (laughs) Absolutely. It's you, the decisions that you make when you're 18, and you're choosing your major, are the decision that you make at that time with the amount of experience and information that you have at that time, Yeah, which is not that much. Mm -hmm. And as you progress through life, you learn and you gain more experience, which then might change your path a little bit, which absolutely did for me. For sure. So going off that, you founded Teeny Blends in 2013. Um, You spoke a little bit about why you were into like the wellness industry, Um, but what was the motive behind starting Teeny Blends and how did you come up with the name? Okay. So the main motive was that I was in so much pain and suffering when I was in the military mm-hmm. because the food in the military was, I would, I call it like prison food because it's made for the masses. So there was 3000 people on my army base 
which means that they're making breakfast, lunch, and dinner for 3,000 people, yeah. which you, you, can't, you can't make something healthy when you're making it in that look, in that yeah. mass amount. You just can't do it. It's not organic, fresh, it's not farmable. It's none of those things. And I have a very sensitive stomach. And after about a year of eating that food, my digestive system just stopped working, like completely just failed me which means that I was only going to the bathroom one time a week. Can you okay. yeah. imagine going poop one time a week yeah. and the no. rest of the time just feeling completely uncomfortable in your own skin, bloated, gross. And I tried everything. I tried not eating. I tried drinking more water. I tried exercising more. I tried only eating fruit. I tried a lot of different things and I couldn't get a real solution for it. And I even did a colonic, which is where they take a tube and they put it up your butt and they pull out all the waste, mm -hmm. which is okay, but I can't go get a colonic every week. Yeah. And all of that buildup of that waste is so not good for you. It's so unhealthy. And your digestive needs to process the food that you're eating and absorb the good nutrients and get rid of the waste. And that's how it's supposed to work. And when it's not working, it can affect your bloating, it can affect your weight, it can affect your skin, it can affect your mood, it can affect your sleep. And it was affecting all of those things for me. I mean, I didn't want my boyfriend to touch me. I was like, mm -hmm. I felt so gross all the time. And when I finished my military contract, I just was like on a rampage trying to find a solution for this. So I read a ton of books about pooping, the colon, about gut health. And a lot of these books mentioned different herbs, teas that help you cleanse and help you detox and help you eliminate waste. And so I went to my local Whole Foods and I went to the tea section where all of these teas that said like detox and liver cleanse and kidney mm -hmm. cleanse. And I drank all the teas and none of them did anything. They weren't strong enough because the quality of the ingredients was so low that it wasn't having the impact that it needed to have. And that's when I started researching more and wanting to create my own kind of detoxification program. And that's when I started formulating and created the myself to solve my own problem, which it actually really solved it. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, wow, I could help others with this. And that's really how it started. Awesome. So like if you had to explain to a random stranger what the brand Timmy Blend is as a whole, um, how would you kind of describe it? Because I know like there's um, different types of products and there's, I think there's like, well, you have your Instagram that has a lot of followers too. So how would you kind of describe it to someone who has no idea what it is? Yeah, it's really uh, changed over time because we started with a detox program and teas and, and tumbler accessories. And then we launched into skincare and we we, our products are found in places like Ulta and Revolve and mm -hmm. uh, Vitamin Shop and CVS. And we just were in a lot of retail stores as well. But the way that I really describe it is that we are a lifestyle brand and we create skincare and wellness products mm -hmm. inspired by the health benefits of tea because there's tea in all of our products. That's really the common denominator. Yeah that ties everything in is that all of our products are plant-based and they're all uh, formulated to highlight different tea benefits. Mm -hmm. So like, what would you, who would you say is your main audience at the moment? And personally, as an entrepreneur, do you think having a niche audience is better for a brand or 
not having a set audience? Great question. Our, our audience and the way that I describe it is the girl that shops at Target, the girl that the next door, the, the girl next door. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the girl that wants to improve herself, but she's not uh, a nutritionist. She's not a dietitian. She's, she's not like that girl in LA that's living that, that like yeah. fancy life. She's a regular girl, just like I am. Uh, the top I'm wearing right now is from Target. Like that's mm-hmm. where I shop. And she's wanting to improve her skincare. She wants to choose more natural options, but she doesn't really know where to start. We're really that great introductory brand that has products that are appealing to the girl next door that wants to improve herself, but takes baby steps. So that's really who who I say that we're for. Awesome. And regarding so, like yeah. the, the question about having a niche audience, it's, it really depends on what the product is. If you, if, if you told me, you know, an example, I would give you uh, my opinion. Sometimes you niche too much and you don't have a big enough uh, market. Like let's say your market was, you know, pregnant Latina women, Mm -hmm. then you're only able to target that group. And that might not be a big group, but maybe if you targeted all pregnant women, then that would be a much larger group for your product or for your service. Uh, But just like, I'm saying to you right now, our market is very broad, but it still has a niche. Like the the girl that shops at Nordstrom is not our customer. So even though she might still shop at Teeny, but that's not who we're going after Mm -hmm. when we're uh, designing our packaging, when we're formulating our products, we're going for the real girl who wants products that really work and that are in a price range that she can also afford and with cute packaging, but are natural. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, So with products that people uh, put into their bodies, how do you make sure everything is safe and effective? Like is what kind of testing does it have to go through and things like that? Yeah, so we formulate all of our products in a GMP certified facility, which is really, really important. If if a facility is not GMP certified, I really wouldn't trust it. Mm -hmm. And that makes sure that it's clean, that it's safe, and that we can third-party test all of our formulas for any chemicals or any traces of metals that we want to make sure are not in our products. And so we do a lot of third-party testing, as well as with specific products, we send it uh, to do like a clinical subject trial where people are taking the product and then they give their feedback on the effectiveness of our product. Okay, cool, cool. Um, and on your website, you also have a blog section. Um, how much do you kind of update that? And do you think it's helped to give like a more personable feel to the brand? Yeah, we add recipes and blogs uh, multiple times a month. And that's really to help, you know, nourish and send love to our community. Mm-hmm. I really believe in community building and that we're not just here to sell products, but we're here to really engage the customer and make our product a, a personality or a person in lives. They have a relationship with our brand. And in order to create that relationship, you have to give more than you take. So yes. if I'm taking someone's money and I'm giving them a product in exchange, that's pretty fair. You gave me money and I gave you the product that you paid for. That's fair. But I want to go above and beyond for the customer. I want to give them free ebooks. I want to give them free recipes, free blogs. I want to give them free challenges. So we actually have this thing that we do every year 
multiple times a year. We have a five-day water challenge and a five-day smoothie challenge that we host on Instagram uh, that I host. And it's completely free. And we get nothing of it. It money, anyone that signs up that does it with us. Mm-hmm. And no one is buying anything from us. It's just for fun. It's just yeah. to help my community drink more water or drink more smoothies or learn how to do something. And it takes my time to do it. And it takes my employees time and my team members time to set up these challenges and to make sure that they're successful. But it's important for me to give those free things like the eBooks, like the challenges, the blogs, so that it's, it it gives them more than what they pay for. Mm -hmm. So what are some challenges you faced um, when you first started Timmy Blends? Oh, what challenges didn't I face? And you know, it's, it's people always ask about when you first started a business, but the the longer the business is around, it's like the more challenges it faces mm-hmm. because it's around to face challenges. Yeah. You know, it's, it's around like we, we live through COVID and mm-hmm. we live through post COVID. And so it's constantly changing and different types of challenges are constantly changing as well. Mm-hmm. But when I was first starting, uh, some of the challenges that I faced was, let's see, I mean, I, I did run the company from my house for the first like year. <laughs> so I was doing all the packing myself, okay. all the customer service, all the marketing, everything was me. And until I got my next door neighbor, like a high school kid that came and helped me pack orders. And so I think that some of the challenges were just like lack of, of resources lack of money to really get set up. I think it took me a little bit longer because I was doing it myself, but because I was doing it myself, I learned so much about packing and shipping and warehousing and customer service that I'm really glad that I had to do every job myself so that I could um, teach other people how to be team members of my team. Mm -hmm, For sure. Uh, Other challenges were relating to certifications that we needed to have and not really knowing, not really knowing what I needed and running into a problem like, Hey, do you have this certificate for teas? I was like, I've never heard of that before Mm -hmm. and pretending the entire time. Like I know what it is. And you kind of have to like fake it till you make it for a little Mm -hmm. while. Yeah, for sure. And I also feel like people think that entrepreneurs like, Oh, like it's so easy. Like you were for yourself and like you make your schedule and like whatever, but I don't think people realize that we also get in like a lot of work slumps and ruts. How do you kind of get yourself out of those or like even creative ruts? Cause being on Instagram and everything, you always have to like be creative at the same time. So how do you kind of get yourself out of those moods? Oh yeah. 100%. I mean, entrepreneurship is over glamorized and mm-hmm. I think that everybody wants to work for themselves, but it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And also when you have employees, you have people that, that depend on you. That's mm-hmm. a lot of pressure because they depend on you for their, yeah. for their paycheck. Um, and in relation to creative rut and getting out of a certain mood, um, what helps me is getting on the phone with my business partner or with someone that I know truly cares about me and just talking through what is bothering me or what I'm having trouble with and getting re-inspired by your own business. Sometimes all you do is look at other people's businesses and say, look at what they're doing and they're so amazing and I'm not where they are and I'm not where I want to be. How did they, they're faster than me and how are they bigger than me? And all you're doing is 
being upset because you're looking and comparing yourself to others. And Mm -hmm. what it means is that what I've seen for myself is it means that I'm not inspired enough by my own brand. So sometimes I'll go look at our reviews or I will look like far we've come or I'll look at our website and I'll be like, wow, wow, that's we did that. That's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. I, I just inspire myself about own company. Yeah. Like I need to like kind of take three feet back, you know, take a step back and look at it as if I was looking at someone else's business yeah. and re-inspire myself about it because I just feel like we're constantly looking at other, other women, other products, other businesses. And we're not really looking at that for ourselves because mm-hmm. we're in it. So yeah. just kind of taking a step back and looking at the business um, as if it was someone else's business and admiring it and getting re-inspired on it. For sure. So I feel like also in like the wellness and digital world, networking is a huge thing. Um, so what's kind of your approach to networking? Is it usually, do you go to like in-person events? Obviously when COVID was a thing, like those weren't there, but did you ever go to like in-person events or do you do most of your networking online? How do you kind of navigate that? Yeah, I do a lot of my networking online because we do a lot of influencer marketing. So I mm-hmm. consider that to be a type of networking, yeah. uh, but we've been to a lot of trade shows where we do networking because our products uh, are sold in retail stores. So that is a big portion of the networking done as well um, to getting events. Since our company and any digital-based company really needs to be an expert marketer, any mm-hmm. of the networking that I've done have been usually at marketing events. Okay, cool. And you were also talking about your team and how you have employees and things as such. So how big is the team at the moment? And at one point in your career or like Teamy Blends, did you step back and realize like you need to start hiring more people? Yeah, great question. We have about 40 employees right now. We have a a headquarters and a warehouse and fulfillment center in Tampa, Florida. So we have two locations. They're they're five minutes apart from each other, but we have like a office and then we have a warehouse where we store all of our products. And anytime someone orders for our website, we are the ones packing the order and shipping it to them, as well as um, shipping products to retail stores. And, um, I realized that I needed to get help when I started to, when you start to get frustrated and you can't, you're like, I just, I want to be doing more of, you know, marketing, but I'm stuck doing customer service emails all day and I'm grinding myself to the bone. And when I get to that point where I like, can't handle it, Mm -hmm. then I'm like, okay, I need to hire someone else to do this job. and because I start to get so frustrated that I just can't do anything else. And that's when I know, okay, well, probably a little bit before that I should get someone to do that job, but usually that's how it goes for me. Okay. Awesome. Um, So we were talking a little bit about this before, but Timmy Blends is almost 10 years old now. How do you make sure to stay relevant and still eye-catching after there's been a boom in the wellness industry and wellness products as a whole. Yeah, that has been something that I'm actually pretty proud of because a lot of brands don't actually make it this long because they go stale and they are like, okay, what else you got? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just boring. You know, it's just boring. And you always, as consumers, we always want to try the new thing, the new brand, the new product. And so we launch um, anywhere between seven to 10 products a year. And that's how we stay relevant. And because- Mm -hmm we're in a unique position where we're a lifestyle brand where we launch skincare, wellness, 
and um, and detox programs and teas, I can launch a different product in each category. Yeah. So for example, last month we launched the first ever vitamin. We've never had vitamins. So that opened up a whole new market for us. And this Friday, we're also launching another vitamin. And by constantly creating new products that are exciting and in line with the market, that's how we stay relevant. And we always make sure that the packaging is up to date mm-hmm. with what's happening in the market and that we're, or, you know, updating our previous packaging as well. But if I see that there's a trend, for example, there's a trend, you know, in vitamins, everyone's into vitamins right now. Yeah. I'm going to make something like that, that is relevant to my company, mm-hmm. because I know that that's what people are talking about right now. Yeah. And a lot of brands don't do that where they don't listen to the market. Mm-hmm. And so launching new products allows my existing community to continue to buy their favorite products that they know and love and to explore new products all within my company. So they don't have to leave and say, oh, well, I like teeny blends for their skincare, but I get my wellness powders somewhere else. Yeah. When they come to my website, they can shop around and they can get whatever they want from one hub or mm-hmm. one place that they trust which I think puts us in a very unique position to help our customers. Yeah, for sure. So you currently have 1 million followers on the Timmy Blend Instagram. How did you grow your business to this point? And did you ever like imagine when you first started out having that many followers? Yeah, I mean, it's just repetition and consistency over time because Mm -hmm. everybody starts off with zero followers. Yeah. And, you know, Timmy launched when Instagram was still pretty new. I know that it doesn't sound like it, but... Instagram hasn't been around that long. No. But when I when I launched Teeny, no one was using Instagram for business. Like very few people were using it for product-based businesses. There was no Instagram stories. There was no lives. There was no IGTV. There wasn't even posted videos. It was mm-hmm. only still images. There was no carousels. There was nothing. Yeah. And we were one of the first companies that were using it for product-based businesses. And that's where I feel like we have momentum, just like people that are getting TikTok right now have a lot of momentum. So we had a lot of momentum uh, in the beginning because there was a lot of competition. Mm -hmm. And, but what we continued doing is we've continued to constantly post and post three times a day for the last eight years, consistently, every day, Monday through Sunday. Yeah. And that's, that's part of our, that you know structure mm-hmm. and a lot of people they do something that is successful and then they stop doing it yeah for us you have to you have to be consistent whatever that thing is that you're doing sending emails doing podcasts doing influencer marketing posting on social media you have to be consistent and be creative all the time for but sure. what matters more than creativity is consistency is staying top of mind for people And that's something that uh, I feel that we do really well. So what would you say is the best way to promote a business that is just starting out? Mm, Like a product-based business or a service-based business? Um, I guess we can go with product. Yeah, a product-based business, I would really um, go, if you have your own website, I would really go to social media and figure out which one is easiest for you to be natural on. Maybe for you, it's TikTok. Maybe for you, it's YouTube. Maybe for you, it's Instagram. Uh, I would obviously say TikTok because it's the one that's up and coming, but it's not for everyone. You have to find which platform you feel most authentic and natural in 
Mm-hmm. And so TikTok's new to me. We're still kind of like figuring out TikTok. Yeah. And you have to just find, you know, whatever is, is the easiest way for you. But the good thing about social media is that it's free. Yeah. And paid ads cost money. And if you have a product and you are uh, new to marketing and you don't have a big budget, I would do the mm-hmm. things that are free always and start to get proof of concept before you yeah. start putting money into pay advertising. Yeah. For sure. Um, And you spoke a little bit about this before, but your brand is sold in places like Ulta Beauty, Macy's, CVS, Target, and Von Moore. I think that's how you say it. Um, Mm -hmm. How did this come about? And at one point in the business, did you start selling in stores? Yeah. Yeah, Our first retailer was Ulta Beauty. And that was crazy because we went from zero retailers to Ulta Beauty. And we got to Ulta in 2018. In March, I remember because I was on my honeymoon when I got the email. <laughs> and the business really started in 2014. So we were three and a half years in or four years in. And we got an, I, I was emailing Ulta for six months before I got a response. And one of my superpowers is that I follow up like crazy mm-hmm. until I get what I when I get a response. Yes. So I was emailing Ulta for six months straight. And finally, someone from their team responded to me and I pitched them our skincare. And at the time we only had five skincare SKUs. We had our green tea detox mask, our green tea facial scrub and three different facial oils. And they loved it. And they loved our community. They loved our social media following. And they picked us up online and in 3000 retail stores. And I had wow. no idea what I was doing. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, it's retail is a beast. It is a beast to be in retail. It's very, very challenging. It's way easier to just to go to direct to consumer. Yeah. Uh, but it gives you exposure and credibility that you don't get when you just yeah. go direct to consumer. And we got into 3000 doors and it was incredible. And we still work with Ulta Beauty today. Right now, we are featured in their wellness wall, which is their, uh, they started adding wellness products. We have four SKUs in their wellness wall and all their stores that have wellness walls. And being in Ulta gave us a platform to reach out to other retailers. But it's really a very slow game. You could be emailing a retailer for two years before you get into them. Like we just recently got into Macy's, but we've been getting, we've been trying to get into Macy's for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every year we add a couple more retailers and every year okay. we add a couple more, but it is, it is a slow game. Yeah. But over the, from, from 2018 is when we started in retail and now, um, you know, I would say five years later, it's a big part of our business. Major part of our business. We're in Target, CVS, Revolve, Whole Foods, Bell, Kavon Moore, Vitamin Shop, Bed Bath and Beyond. It's just the list goes on. That's good though. It shows like your growth over time too. Totally. And um, another thing that really helps us is the diversity of our products because mm-hmm. one retailer might take our skincare and another retailer might take our vitamins and another yeah. retailer might take our wellness powders, which gives us a lot of opportunity to pitch different categories. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so the last part of my podcast, I asked people on Instagram to ask you questions and I picked three of my favorite ones. Um, so the first one is if you could go back in time and change one thing about your business process, what would you change and why? Hmm, I would change, um, you know, it, it sometimes it takes me a long time 
to realize that I need to turn over a job to someone else. Mm -hmm. So I would say going back and realizing that sooner would have wasted me, what would have saved me a lot of wasted time and uh, writing a a manual for that job, which is how you kind of turn over a job to someone else. But just realizing that sooner, instead of saying like, no, I don't trust anyone else to do this. Mm -hmm. Only I can do this job and really just, allowing others to do what they're good at. Yeah. And it sometimes takes me a long time to get to that point. Yeah, I feel that. Um, the next question is, being a new mom, how do you navigate momhood within the business world? Oh my God, it's crazy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, not even going to hide it. Uh, sometimes you get no sleep and you still have to work the next day. Yeah. Which is crazy. I have a three-month-old and it's my first baby. So I'm mm-hmm. learning everything brand new. But the best way um, is, I believe, to have segments of your day that are scheduled for different things. So I know this is my work time, this is my baby time, and um, this is my personal time for sizing like, mm-hmm. or something like that. And if I don't schedule my day like that, the day goes like nowhere. It goes yeah. all over the place. So I... I'm very, you know, I'm very lucky because I have my mom here that mm-hmm. is helping me with my daughter. And that helps a ton because I have someone to like give the baby to. Yeah. But the the best balance is to create a schedule. And that's mm-hmm. what I've been doing. And you're not always going to stick to that schedule every day. Today's the schedule is going to go out the window. Yeah. But I do, you know, it is really important if you care about your career and you also care about being a mom that you have to keep on trucking with your career, even though it feels like really hard because all you want to do is be with your tiny, cute little human all day long. But if you know that you're going to take two years or three years off, I don't know what would happen in my business if I stepped away for three years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't trust that. You know, I don't, I need to create my own destiny Mm -hmm. and I want to set a good example for my daughter. So I have to keep on trucking. Things might go a little slower than they used to before I had a baby, but just having that forward momentum in both areas of my life and the mother area, my business area keeps both of them alive Mm -hmm. versus if I stopped completely in my career, I have to start all over again in two years from now or a year from now. And I just, that's just not, doesn't sound fun to me to start all over. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and the last question I have is what would you say if you could go back and give your 18 year old self one piece of advice? Mm, what advice would I give myself? Probably, you know, people are important. The people that you surround yourself with are really important. And I'm a very trusting person, but I think I would have told myself to choose the people I surround myself with a little bit more carefully in the sense that, you know, if I'm the only one that's ambitious, from all my friends, then I'm constantly trying to help them be more ambitious mm-hmm. versus being around people that make me more ambitious. And that's how it was for a very long time is that the people I surrounded myself with were all people that, that I needed to help grow, but no one was helping me grow. Yeah. And uh, I think that held me back for a few mm-hmm. years. So to my 18 year old self, I would say, look for people that make me rise up and not just look for me to help others rise up. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, that's all I had for you today. So thank you so much again for coming on before you leave. Um, do you want to shout out any of your socials where people can find you and where they can find Timmy blends? 
Absolutely. They can find Teeny on at Teeny Blends, which is spelled T-E-A-M-I-B-L-E-N-D-S. And I'm at D Arizini if you want to hit me up. I always answer all my DMs. So you can absolutely send me any questions or any thoughts that you have about this podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much once again. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really do hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to go support and follow Adi and Timmy Blends on their Instagram and social medias. And if you want to support me, please don't be shy. You can follow me either at Behind the Girl Boss or at It's Amanda Wan. And you can check out my YouTube channel, It's Amanda Wan. I post every single week on there. So y'all should check it out. But thank you guys again for listening. And I will talk to you guys next time. Bye, guys.